Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. All right, the greatest teacher, this is still part one, let's talk about God has a plan for everybody in this room, isn't that crazy? You were brought here, not to this facility, you were brought to this place called earth, created in his image so that you could carry out his plan. God's got a plan for everyone. It doesn't matter if you're a teenager, if you're in your 20s, 30s, if you're in your 60s, if you're in your 80s, it doesn't matter. God has a plan. And you can get hooked up today if you'll permit the teacher to teach. Yes? Okay. So I did a little background work again because there's so much stuff that's out there that I don't know about that I like to go back to get some things that are solid. (laughs) By the way, when you hear something that's like kind of rings your bell, that goes back in the day, check out who said it before you start promoting it. Example, back in the day when I used to live for rock and roll, man, I loved that music. I never studied what those guys were like. They were knuckleheads and a whole lot more. And my dad kept trying to tell me, have you thought about what their lifestyle is like? No, man, I just like the music. Connect. So Dr. A.W. Tozer said, Quote, you can be sure the Holy Spirit never enters a man or a woman and lets them live like the world. Why did you choose Dr. A.W. Tozer? Um, you may Google and you may check out everything about Dr. A.W. Tozer. It's still legit today. Now, what does that mean? I'm telling you, I used to be there, and I'm back there now at the middle school and high school. I am amazed at how many kids go to church, but the culture hasn't changed on the campus. I'm telling you, that's a dead Christ to me. Sorry. I'll say it again if you like. If we have all these kids going to all these churches, but when we get on that campus, it's helter-skelter, and there's no honor, and there's no respect, something's wrong. Big time wrong. Let me read that one more time. You can be sure the Holy Spirit never enters a man or a woman and lets them live like the world. That's good stuff. When you've been around a real teacher, you know you've been around a real teacher. Because they rub you the wrong way. They irritate you from time to time. Talking about the Holy Spirit. He will rub you the wrong way. That's why a lot of people, I just heard something this morning, I'm all over the place when my wife isn't around because I'm listening to this and I'm checking out this and I'm thinking about that. And one of the attacks of the enemy is to create offense so that people walk out of ministries. You should know this. God's word is offensive to the old nature. You open up the book, it's going to confront you. It confronts me. Some days it's really good with the teacher. Other days it's like, can I get out of the classroom, please? Hello? Are you all here? <laughs> there are days when I want to go, okay, I, I'm done. I, wanna, I don't want to listen. Could you turn the lights down, please, Holy Spirit? 
Another one has said this, the Christian who neglects the Holy Spirit is like a lamp that's not plugged in. We have one of those in our garage, which is now our living room. And I went the other day, and it's plugged in. And I went to turn it on, and it doesn't work. Man, I wanted to pick that sucker up and throw it. I don't need it for it to look good. I want it to work. So before I go to be with my family, I may just move that. Problem is, you know what the problem is, ladies. The first thing she'll see when she walks through the door next weekend is, where's the lamp? Honey, I know, you think like I'm way out there. Did you know that you are a lamp unto this world? And there's light on the inside that the Holy Spirit has put there so that people can have a life-changing experience because they see that you're plugged in. I'd much rather see you plugged in to the Holy Spirit than to go, I'm plugged into the church. Man, the church has become a business to many. And it will wear you out and burn you down if you're not plugged into the Holy Spirit. That would be called 40 years of information right there for no charge. Let me read it again. The Christian who neglects the Holy Spirit is like a lamp that's not plugged in. I mean, like God's really impressed that I come up here and speak for 20, 25 minutes. And you're going, no, Pastor, we put you on the time. It's 42 minutes. Okay, whatever. What he's really concerned about is how plugged out. Plugged in I am after I walk off this platform all week long. That's what most Christians do in the Bible belt. Plug in for Sunday and disconnect as soon as the service is over. Good preaching this morning, Pastor. Well, why is that? Well, again, Dr. Tozer said, The Bible is a supernatural book. And can only be understood by a supernatural aid. (laughs) Just because you went to college or graduated from high school or beyond college and beyond and beyond doesn't mean you understand this book. Without the Holy Spirit, you will not understand this book. And you will begin using the book as a law on other people. His name was Saul, who became Paul, and he used to be a thumper. And he took the lives of, the Apostle Paul, took the lives of Christians because he was a man of the law. But then he was transformed to become a man of the Spirit. Uh Uh-oh, that would be the Holy Spirit. I hope you're listening this morning. You need the Holy Spirit to understand the book. I'm so glad I don't have any of the stuff out of that former home where my parents live. I don't have a thing. But I got this, and this puppy is loaded. Loaded. Not, not, of course, with Scripture, but underlining, dates, statements, quotes by a man who had a supernatural aid, the Holy Spirit. And you ask for me? To be like the world today and give that up? Are you kidding me? I refuse to let go of my heritage. You don't remember the story? Sure you do. 
He was hungry and his brother was out to get him. And you think you got family problems? You remember that story, right? And he sold his birthright, his heritage and the blessings with it just so he could take care of Hello, tummy. That's what he did. And his brother was slick. Family members may not be your best friend. (laughs) I didn't say not love them, but you better know them. And how will I know them, Pastor? By the Spirit. Come on now. I don't know if I would have liked that story. Well, take on Joseph's story. His brothers loved him too, didn't they? But the retaliation, remember last Sunday, the retaliation was never in place for Joseph towards his family. But that's why above our individual families stands the family of God. Stands the family of God. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, you may be in this facility which is used for a church, but that doesn't put you in the kingdom. You must be born again. Jesus said it, and he got it from the Father, and the Holy Spirit spoke it through Jesus, who was in human form like you and I. You must be born again. Man, I knew Coach Weber. Man, my son played for Coach Weber. That don't mean anything. There's better coaches out there. Don't give an amen right there. There's better coaches out there than Coach Weber. It it doesn't matter who you know. It matters that he knows you. Listen, I said to Joshua the other day, I said, son, listen very closely. The most disturbing words any person will ever hear are these. When Jesus will say to all the babies, I'm weary of hearing that. These are my babies. You would weep, but he's not going to weep because his weeping is done. Hello? The Bible says Jesus wept. It's the shortest verse in Scripture. But there's a day coming when he's going to say to those who would not receive him in this life, depart from me, I never knew you. And he's not going to cry about it. Well, you're being hard. No, I'm not. I'm being honest. You better be playing for the real end zone. It's worth more than a touchdown. You better be playing more than for a long ball over the outfield fence. You're talking about eternity beyond the outfield fence. Spirit of the Lord is here. Whew. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9, and the slides aren't going to work right now because I added. That's the joy of being in the kingdom. There's always addition and multiplication in the kingdom. <laughs> Live by the standards of this world, and there's going to be subtraction in everything that you do. Hello, church. I'm hoping people are, Father, listen to what one man said to another man when he knew that he was being escorted out of this world. He said, listen closely, 2 Kings 2, 9, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. That's what Elisha said to Elijah. That's what I've been saying about my dad's life. The reason our country is in serious trouble, church, please, is because we're not handing the baton to the next generation going, you can build on this. He left this in his study, and when I got there, that's the first thing I went looking for. Almost like, where is the end zone? I am running straight to the end zone. You kind of feel that a little bit? 
The older Brian Norris remembers those days. We were talking about you the other day on campus. It was good, too. That you were a good athlete and above the bubble, and you really had it. But he's passed that on to his son. What are you setting your children up for right now? If it's all money, they'll go through that really quick. But if you can give them core values and the foundation of a supernatural book and a supernatural relationship, they will always win. (laughs) That was deep right there. Not because I'm trying to say things that are deep. Just think about Joseph for just a moment again. Joseph, was he really a winner when he was thrown into the pit? Was he really a winner when he was down in prison and they lied on him and they refused to stand by his side? Not everybody that says yes to you means it. (laughs) I've met a few walkaway Christians. Thank God they didn't stay on the team very long. Now I'm speaking athletically. People model what you model. Come on, church. Come on, church. They don't do what you say. They do what you do. Don't you remember the girl from Teen Challenge? She'll be back in August at the high school. It's got to change a little bit, but she got into the drug world because of her daddy. I'm where I am today because of my daddy. I don't speak like he does. He was a much better man than I've even considered or potentially will become. But I still have that model. I still have that book. I still open up this book. How long has it been since you've opened up the book of life? Hmm. Because the Holy Spirit teaches from the book. First John chapter 4, verse 4. Again, you may know this verse by heart. You may have your Bibles in front of you or your phones and you can follow along. Check out how cool it is to have him on the inside. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What does that mean for me? Let me break that down. In my new environment, my new setting, and this is where I want you to do the same kind of thing in your environment, in your setting. I know that the greater one in me is going to supersede all of the ridiculous things that are going on on that campus. And they're going to change in Jesus' name. And that can be the legacy that I can leave behind at Chiefman Middle High School. I'm done with kids running around having drugs in their pockets or in their billfolds. I'm done with kids having stuff in their vehicle that they shouldn't have. They're doing it because we've let them get away with it. I don't want to confront them. Well, you don't know the teacher because he is confrontational. The Holy Spirit. It's not my job to convict you. It's my job to communicate his word. I'm doing that. He's the one that convicts you. I don't get under conviction. That's because you're lost. Simple as that. Man, I, I cannot tell you how many times I have sat under the anointed teaching of God's word and it's like, i got to hold on. I just need to get to the altar. God. Conviction. Conviction. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I like it when the Holy Spirit convicts me. Let me break it down. So yesterday we're texting because sometimes it's better for me than I don't like long conversations on the phone. Like, serious? Come on, please. My cousin called me today and I said, let's make this quick. Can we do that? Hello? 
Some of you are going, oh, that was offensive. I didn't mean for it to be offensive. That's how it works for me. So I'm texting back and forth with my wife, and we're covering some things on finances. How many know that that's always a healthy subject in a relationship? And so we're breaking down the expenditures for the day, and, and I get the total, and I send back a what? Like that. And she tries to break that down, and when she sends it back, I'm, I'm talking about communication and confrontation, and the teacher steps in. I know why marriages break up and all that. It's because we don't want the teacher. So she sends the last one back, and I was done with that. It was like, mm. And I said to myself, I am not responding to that. And I didn't. Come on, y'all. If you don't like the teaching of God's word, you can relate to this. So I just said, all right, I'm going to watch Cleveland. Around 9 o'clock last night, I started watching the Indians, and lo and behold, bam, there goes a home run. I said, I'm not watching that either. <laughs> said, I didn't like the text, and I don't like the score. I'm done, and I shut the computer down. I said, good night, Father. I love you. See you in the morning. And off to sleep I went. I'm, out, I'm talking about communication, and I'm talking about confrontation. I wake up. I go into the office to have my quiet time with the Lord, and he shows up. Isn't that amazing? And he says, you need to call your wife. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, you need to call your wife. I love you, Lord. You really need to call your wife. And I live my voice. I don't need to hear that. I could almost get that vibe. He didn't say that part. He did say, call your wife. But I almost got that vibe from him like, you may stop singing, you're not obeying. That's <laughs> amazing how we camouflage. Boy, do we do a good job camouflaging. So I went on with my devotion. Pretty bland. <laughs> Dry. <laughs> no seasoning. <laughs> Those of you that get this really know that it happens. And, and so I finished up and I said, Okay, I got to get this and this and this. I'll go get those things done. And I'm on my way out to Walmart. And I'm talking about the great teacher, the Holy Spirit. And I'm coming back to my vehicle after getting the things that I need. And I'm, I'm so excited because I'm getting all of my list checked off. How many else are driven by the list? I'm a freak. I'm a big time freak. If you were to pull up my computer at the school, you'd see each day and everything that has to be done and everything that's covered. Boom, 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 boom. But our list and his list don't always match, do they? You need to call your wife. You need to call your wife. (laughs) Really? And he's not loud. He just, you need to call your wife. And I'm headed back to my vehicle, and out steps Alonzo Timmons. It's amazing how God still uses us when we're not correct. But if you keep doing that, it becomes offensive to the cross. I hope you're here this morning. But the greater one does live within you, and I know these are practical principles that he's laying out for us this morning. And so we take about 15, 20 minutes, and he really needs encouragement. So I open up that gift. You have gifts too. 
Are you managing your gifts or is the Holy Spirit managing those gifts? Every one of you in this room have gifts. The little boy had five loaves and two fishes. Those were his gifts and he gave them to Jesus. That's called surrender. So that gift opens up and I just begin to talk and, and encourage and, and, and start doing some athletic things with him and pumping him up. And he goes, wow, that's really all. And I'm going, yeah, I'm feeling better now. I get back in the blazer and shut the door. You need to call your wife. God, will you get off my case? And I pull out my phone and there it is. Two things. One, there's a text. Good morning, sweetheart. I love you and a bunch of other little stuff there. And I go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I was too honest. You all don't do those kind of things? Hmm. You need to call your wife. And so I do one more click. And there's a phone call that I just missed. She has tried to call me. You need to call your wife. The greatest interference to the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit, are you all ready for this, is pride. I got this. I'm bad. I'm cute. I'm buffed. I got money. I got a background. I got a name. You ain't got nothing but air. Just like me. That's all we got. That's all you got. And now I can feel the heat. And I turn on the air. But it's still hot. And I knew his presence was warming up. And he said it one more time. You need to call Robin. See the switch? A little bit clearer, like back when I used to be in the band and it was very important. Left, right, left, right, and all that stuff in your instrument and all those things. Ooh, he was a geek. Okay. And I knew I was out of step with the Holy Spirit. I had spoken to him. Are you with me? I had asked the Lord for a double portion, 2 Kings 2, 9. I asked God for a double portion from my dad's life to rest upon my life. And now he's trying to teach me like my dad. And I'm not responding. He will put you on the bench because he is the coach. And we are all athletes in his kingdom. For those that can't stand all those analogies. Paul says that you and I are athletes. It's in God's word. He also calls you a soldier. Mm-hmm. So the coach is not happy. And his presence can be felt. I'm talking about the confrontation of the Holy Spirit. That's why a lot of times we move into the world of addictions. To somehow quiet his voice. I'd had enough because I knew what was coming Sunday morning. And there's no way that I can minister without the Holy Spirit. So I get my phone. And I open it up. And I hit my favorite. Good morning. How are you? Are you okay? Why, sure, I'm fine, Robin. Still burning off of the information last night. But lying on Sunday morning. I'm fine. Liar. I've got some people going, wow, he is genuine. He's real. Wow, he's not plastic. 
Oh, I'm, st- I'm, I'm, I'm fine, Robin. She said, uh, everything okay about last night? I said, it will be. With my tone, she knew right away that I was still struggling with that. Are you struggling this morning? It's the Holy Spirit that will get you through. It's the Holy Spirit that will help you mend the fences. I did not say he will mend them. He will help you to mend them. We want him to do all the heavy lifting. He built you for heavy lifting. Next Sunday, coming out of vacation, we're going to open up God's plan. Really on on a big scale. But to start and close this morning, to start the plan, the master plan, everything right now in school is about, do you have your master plan done? Is the schedule's all done? Da, 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 da. And I'm thinking how important that is, but I would love to ask everybody, got your master schedule set for the kingdom? How's the plans unfolding? And it all begins with this message. Are you ready? Are you open to the voice of the Holy Spirit? Are you open to the voice of the Holy Spirit? In closing, Psalm 32, verse 8. Because I want this so much, I obeyed God late, but not never. It's better to respond late than never. I'm almost done. It's better to respond late than never. So you don't need to come up to me in that religious, you know, tone that we all like to have. Brother, you should have called her last night and obeyed God. Really? I knew that. I wasn't emotionally ready to do that. Because it could have been a fight. Verbal. So I just disobeyed so I could quiet down. Well, you just need the Holy Spirit to control you. I would appreciate him doing that right now for you. See how that works? Brian, my dear friend Brian, from many years ago, not young Brian, he's over there going, man, that's still coach. We struggle with the work of the Holy Spirit. We struggle with it. But we know he's right. And if you will stay in there, he'll bring you around because of this verse. Psalm 32, verse 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which you should go. And I will guide thee with mine eyes. Wow. Three blessings by listening to the teacher. I will instruct thee, I will teach thee, and I will guide thee. I wonder this morning, as we get ready for next Sunday, the Lord willing, if we're all here, are we willing to say, Holy Spirit, I need your instructions, I need you to teach me, and I need you to guide me. Yes, Dr. Tozer, you were absolutely right when you said you can be sure the Holy Spirit never enters a man or a woman and lets them live like the world. I've been reading a book on leadership. And when I tell you who wrote it, you're going to go, you've got to be crazy. Especially as a, as a Buckeye. Everything this morning was on listening, and you did a great job listening, but now you've got to do a greater job listening to the Holy Spirit because we're about to walk out. 
And he's the one that will walk with you. Because he's promised he will never leave you nor forsake you. Even when you go down to South Florida and you become a part of their package at the university, he has promised mom and dad that he will never leave him nor forsake him. But your prayer is that he will listen to the teacher, the Holy Spirit. Of course you want to listen to your coaches. Of course you want to follow what Charlie Strong asked you to do. See how this is all tying together? But ultimately, you've got to listen to the greatest teacher, the Holy Spirit. Everybody say listen. So in this book that I'm reading on leadership, it was written by Bo Schimblecker, who was from Ohio. Unfortunately, God sent him north to teach them how to play football. I was in a particular vacuum this past week where they found out the strong animosity between Ohio State and that team up north. I'll leave that right there because you, you don't have any clue. But I want you to get this this morning from what Bo said on leadership. No wonder our kids are in trouble. He said this, the only way that you can show people that you love them is to listen to them. And then he said, in all the years at the University of Michigan, I am not talking about sports for those of you that struggle with that. He said, in all those years of coaching, I had one rule. If a student athlete needed to come to my office, they had precedence over everyone, including presidents from other universities or ADs. These are student athletes who I have pledged to help and have said that to their parents. I always will have an open door to listen to them. Because when they know I'm listening, they know I love them. End of quote. The Holy Spirit loves us. He loves us so much that he keeps telling us, you need to call your wife. You need to call your wife. You need to call your wife. You need to call Robin. Like I didn't know her name. Sometimes I just like to go, are you serious? You don't think I... He is a great teacher and he'll have fun with you. But don't ever get smart. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where it's a nasty... Like, I, I just like... Lord... I know Robin's name. But that's when I knew he was getting serious with me. The best teachers in the classroom are those who get serious about their subject. The best teachers in the classroom are those who listen to kids. Because when you listen, they know you care, you love them, and they will go to the wall for you. What's wrong? It's not hard. We're not listening. This morning, the Holy Spirit is present. And all that he wants to do is for us to listen and let him lead us, teach us, and guide us. If you're in on that package, would you stand with me? I want to pray a prayer of blessing over all of our lives. You mean there's not an altar call? No, because he's going to be talking to us all day long in the classroom of life. I remember when I graduated from a place called Tiffin Columbian in Ohio, I said, I am done with this thing called education. See ya. <laughs> Boy, I was really smart, wasn't I? 
You could put another word beside that. If you are born again, and I'm going to say that you are, and I trust that you are, I'm learning that his kingdom is an open classroom where he's teaching every day. Let him teach you today. When you mess up like I do, there's room at the cross. Father, in Jesus' name, this has been a great, great morning. And I just thank you for every one of my friends, everyone who is members of the body of Christ. I thank you for colleagues. I thank you for family. I thank you for the body of Christ. And today, Father, I can even say thank you for Coach Bo. And what I'm learning as a student, I thank you. You desire for us to listen to the still, small voice. May every person in this room, under the sound of your voice, begin to tune their ear to the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. Because you are mighty. You're a conqueror. You will always overcome. And today, we can be called overcomers. Mighty through Christ. Because we know the teacher. The blessed Holy Spirit. I'm asking that you will bless every person in this room. I ask that you will meet all of their financial needs. I'm asking that you will meet all the needs of the family, the marriages, young people, and children. I'm asking that you would protect them in their going out and their coming in. And that the blessings of the Lord will overtake them and they'll carry the baskets, the extras, to the needs of people in this region. I ask this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be glorified this day. Keep our lives safe, hid behind the cross, and ears open to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.